Intuitive eating for the culture, because we love vegetables, just not unseasoned. Hey guys, it's your host, Christina Johnson, a registered dietitian based in Dallas, Texas. An intuitive eater, a girl who loves coffee and avocados, and your inside source on intuitive eating. Hey guys, so we're back with another episode this week, and I really want to talk about self-compassion. And I'm going to do my best to condense this into 10 minutes. But, um... Even though, and that's a really tricky topic, by the way. Self-compassion is, it's nuanced and it is something that's so well-researched um, by Dr. Kristin Neff. And I think it's important to um, first start with a definition of it. And it's, it's turning inward, our um, noticing that suffering is happening and then being moved by that suffering. And so it's noticing that there are injustices in the world and then being moved by that injustice, whether that's anger or um, wanting to move to action or feeling um, sadness, disappointment, you know, feeling moved to some emotion by the fact that there's suffering in the world, but then also turning that inward and noticing that we, you yourself are suffering in some way. And the kindness um, that you are giving to yourself, the sort of um, anger that you may, feel, may be feeling because you are suffering and it's totally valid to feel angry about suffering um and to and whatever sort of action you might take from that as you are moved by the suffering that both you suffer and people in the world suffer because people suffer and how we can use that self-compassion to be really gentle with ourselves this holiday season as diet culture ramps up it is it's in full force I made a tweet the other day saying, I'm so glad that Instagram stopped recommending diet ads to me. And no sooner than I said it, because it's the holiday season, I started getting more diet ads. Um, and it's knowing that I'm going to get them there on the internet. I get them on TV. I get them on the radio. I drive past them on the highway. I They're everywhere. And it's knowing that they're everywhere. And now my response has changed and that I see that as suffering. And I have anger towards the fact that it's so publicly broadcast, even though it is in some way suffering. And the way that we treat ourselves, if we have thoughts about it or um, have thoughts about engaging in a behavior or are self-critical, how we can talk to ourselves more kindly this season and whenever, really, Um, it's observing those thoughts as they're passing by and not judging them, just observing them and hearing them out for what they are before deciding to do anything. If you decide to do anything, it is putting up boundaries and valuing, um, taking care of yourself and coming up with a plan to take care of yourself. And then enacting that plan, uh, self-compassion really could just be resting This is the season where we are go, 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 go. There are parties left and right, um, get-togethers, time to spend with the family. And I feel like no sooner than we have Thanksgiving, you blink and it's Christmas, and then you blink and it's New Year's. And you're like, whoa, that was quick. Um, And it's so important to take rest in that time, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. It's important to, to rest and know that, like, you don't have to say yes to everything. You're allowed to say no to some gatherings. You don't have to engage in, you know, these healthy swaps that people try to convince you of. You are allowed to say, no, I don't want to be joyful this season. I don't want to um, 
I don't want to come to this holiday gathering. I'm just, I'm not, I don't have the emotional bandwidth for it. You're allowed to say no to that. And that could be your self-compassion of saying like, this to me seems like that seems more um, emotionally exhausting than to stay home. And that's, that's valid. That's completely fine. And that is you having self-compassion towards yourself and saying, I'm going to stay home and take care of myself. Um, Self-compassion could be your boundaries around your rest and saying, um, I'm not going to, you know, go to that third party this week, or I'm not going to, you know, go to this work party on Friday and then this holiday party on Saturday and then this other thing on Sunday. That could be saying, I'm going to pick two of the three or one of the three or none of the three. Um, self-compassion for me recently has really just been saying, no, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. Um, I am someone who likes to, to do, and there's times where my creative light bulb goes off and I just want to start doing. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. And then I say, you know what, Christina, you really need to go to bed because I value my rest. I value feeling um, re-energized and I'm aware that my sleep cycles affect my hunger and fullness cycles. And I like to get a sufficient amount of sleep. And that's sometimes for me, that's saying, no, I really do need to go to bed at nine o'clock. And, and even though I feel like I didn't quote get enough done or I wasn't quote productive, knowing that rest is productive and that I can get more done when I'm well rested and I can think on all cylinders as opposed to staying up late and doing these things, but then realizing I made errors in the process of doing them, whether it's a spelling error, a grammar error, or I'm notorious for sending emails late at night and forgetting to attach something, um, like notorious. And so it's saying, okay, sweetheart, like, and this is how I talk to myself. Okay, sweetheart, I know you want to do this right now, but you might not do it to the best of your ability. So let's wait until tomorrow when you've had more sleep and then you can do that thing. You can, you can record that podcast episode. You can send that email. You can make that post. Like, just wait until you've had more rest and you can read it more clearly. Sometimes that is waiting to respond to things and saying like, I don't want to respond to this right now because I don't have the best, not even the best response, but my response is a bit more critical and I can't respond to someone else's emotions when I'm in a state where I'm more critical because I'm tired. Um, it is, it's so important to have that real gentle relationship with yourself because it's, it's modeling for other people. And it's not that I expect you to be a model for other people because I don't. But I know that whether or not we intend to model for other people, we do. And so as we learn to navigate our own relationship with ourselves, and that gentleness and that kindness that we can um, give to ourselves, other people are going to notice. And even if they never say anything, because half the time they don't say anything, but it teaches them how to have a relationship with themselves and how to talk to themselves with kindness and warmth and patience. Um, I can honestly say that as I've become more self-compassionate and been less critical of myself and my the things that I do um, my intelligence my body all of that the people around me um, the people that I spend the most time with um, they have in many ways adopted that same sort of thing sort of relationship with themselves and that because I refuse to accept body hatred as social currency other people don't give it to me anymore because I refuse to accept it um, I'm not going to bond with you over your body hatred. I hear you and I, I, it's valid, but I'm not going to join in on that, um, that self-criticalness. I'm not going to, I won't accept your diet talk as social currency. We're not going to bond over it. Like I hear you. It's valid. I see you, 
but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna join in on that because I'm not I don't engage in diet talk, diet culture or diet talk um and as I've cultivated this really peaceful relationship because that's really what it is it's peace because when I think of um younger me more critical um self-judgmental my life was chaos even if I tried so hard to make it look like it was all together it was absolutely chaotic living in my own brain was chaotic my thoughts were erasing um existing in my body was chaotic in that I felt like um one the way that my anxiety manifested like physically but then two it was just really difficult sometimes to feel one way and have other people tell me something totally different and so now I value peace so much um peace in my mind peace in my body peace in my life in my relationships that I make intentional effort to first give myself that compassion but then give it to other people because again compassion is noticing suffering and being moved toward it and so um as I notice my own suffering and and more gentle to that then I can notice suffering in the world and offer gentleness to that be moved by that moved emotionally moved to action because I have been moved to action on certain types of suffering in the world and do I think I need to move to action on all the suffering? No, it's impossible for me as one person to move to action on all the suffering. But the things that um, light my fire, if you will, uh, those are the things that I am so moved by that I can't stop talking about them because it's infuriating. And so as you go into this holiday season, right, I hope you listen to this before it gets too, uh, too holiday-ish. Um, I just want you to know that it's okay to just slow down and to rest and to observe without judgment and to to be so gentle with yourself and in some ways baby yourself right because you are so worth that that love and that compassion and that gentleness and the more that you give that to yourself um even after you made a mistake after you feel like you failed um when your clothes don't fit when you feel too full to to really give yourself that kindness and that gentleness and that warmth that's going to go such a long way in your recovery and such a long way in um creating this foundation that becomes unshakable because that's really what we're trying to do here right we're creating this this foundation on which our recovery is formed that's so unshakable that as these these um the storms of diet culture and the storms of life um, emotions, um, these huge massive changes that happen in life because things are going to change, right? As we create this foundation that's so unshakable, it makes us stronger um, in a way that we can we can navigate these situations that feel tricky and uncomfortable and sad and and exhausting and frustrating and whatever other emotion that you might feel about the situation, it makes them manageable. And even if we don't have all the answers, you know how to take care of yourself so well that you can find your way through it. Um, so I feel like I rambled, but I hope in some way that this was helpful. And I know that you can do hard things and that you can take care of yourself. And until next time, have a good week.